the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised. Praise God, Christian Radio. Amen. We want to go right now into our topic of discussion. It is the topic of the gospel, the gospel, the responsibility of the Christian and the responsibility of of the unbeliever or the unsaved, amen, or those who are lost, of the sinner, amen. The responsibility of the Christian and the responsibility of the sinner, praise God. Father, thank you to God for this time to come before your presence, Lord. I pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice, that they would, oh God, take heed to the word of God, Lord. Those who are saved, that they would be encouraged to preach the word of God without compromise, hallelujah, in this time of deception and compromise and and I pray for those who are not saved, Lord, that they would receive the gospel, repent of their sin, and trust the Lord Jesus Christ by faith alone to be their Savior, Lord, in order to escape an eternity in hell and to go to heaven. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. The Bible says in Mark's gospel, chapter number 16, amen, and verse number 15, Jesus says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, praise God. He that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. And so this is the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, first of all, we want to just put aside this understanding of red-letter Christianity. What is red-letter Christianity? Red-letter Christianity is the belief that the red letters of Christ, as revealed in the Gospels of Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are somehow more authoritative than other areas of the Bible. That's false. Amen? It's false. It's a lie. The Bible, when I when we quote the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, is the word of God. Amen? Is the words of Christ from Genesis to Revelation. Even though Moses may have wrote it, it did not come from Moses. Even though Paul may have wrote, amen, Romans and 1 Corinthians and so forth, it did not come from Paul or from any other Bible writer. It came from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen? So the Bible, the whole Bible is the word of God. Hallelujah. And has equal authority in regards to, amen, it being the word of God as we rightly divide the word of truth. Now, the scripture says here in Mark's gospel, chapter number 16, verse 15, Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He says, go into all the world, amen, and preach the gospel to every creature. This is the command to the believer. The believer it means every true born again Christian is to go forth and preach the gospel to every creature. That is the responsibility of the Christian. Many people believe that somehow we got to try to convert people to believe the gospel, that somehow we got to convince, we got to do our best to convince them. It's our responsibility to convince them. 
It's not our responsibility to, con to convince anybody, although we do want to persuade men. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that. But it's not our responsibility to persuade men. It is our, it's our desire to persuade men, but not our responsibility. Two different things. Our only responsibility when it comes to evangelism. Hallelujah. When it comes to bringing forth the gospel of Christ, when it comes to preaching forth the word of truth to the lost, is that we make sure that we tell them the gospel, that they have the proper information to understand that they're sinners and that they need a savior. Amen. That they need to escape the wrath that is to come. They need to hear about hellfire and damnation. Now, we're living in a time where people don't want to preach hellfire and damnation. Amen. Where theological schools now are teaching that, oh, that's that's uncouth, that's, that's crude, that's not the right way that we should approach the unbeliever or the sinner. No, 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 no. That, that's not the way we should do it. I went to a Bible school that taught that we had to somehow earn the right, they said. Earn the right. And that this is how ridiculous it really is and how unbiblical and how ungodly. But they would say that we had to earn the right in order for us to bring forth the gospel to the unbeliever. Earn the right. Imagine that. Earn the right. Listen, the Bible teaches it is their right to hear. The Savior says go into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say go into all the world and earn the right and try to appease the individual and see if they're willing to hear nothing like that. The Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, if somebody, amen, does not want to hear, we don't force them to hear. The Bible, we don't do that. We don't force them to hear if we talk to them and they say, look, I don't want to hear that right now. Thank you very much. Amen. And, and, oh, I don't want that gospel trap. Then we go and shuffle down their, their, their jacket. or the, No, no that, that's, not, that's not what we do. But we go forth and preach the gospel, amen, to every creature. And we're going to get to that part of the unbeliever, amen, their responsibility. But the Bible says it's not, it's, the Bible makes it clear how that we do not earn the right to try to evangelize people. We don't earn the right to convince them to hear the gospel and so that they can uh, be our friend or, or we could be their friend for 50 years, uh, you know how ridiculous this is. And then some way and somehow and some way through those 50 years, you know, slip the gospel in slowly. What a bunch of garbage from the pit of hell. That's not of the Holy Ghost. And watch them slip slide into damnation. That's not love, my friend. That's the worst kind of hate you can imagine. It's not love. Hallelujah. No, sir. Bible says the Bible makes it clear that love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, in the truth. It rejoices in righteousness, in what's true. So what the Bible refers to righteousness, what is it? Righteousness is to do that which is right in the sight of God. And so when we as a Christian, as a true born-again Bible-believing Christian, our responsibility, according to the Savior, is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That means there is no country. There is no country. Amen. No law. That can hinder the preaching of the gospel. Amen. There is no country and no law that can hinder the preaching of the gospel. That means the gospel, even though if even if they make it, even if they ban the preaching of the gospel, even if they ban evangelism, they ban Christianity out of certain countries. Does that mean we don't go and preach the gospel? Absolutely not. That means we have to preach it no matter what. That means, if that means in Saudi Arabia, we have to go and preach the gospel. That means in, in Afghanistan or any other country, we preach the word of God. We don't know, we don't care about what the laws of the land say when they come contrary to the doctrine of Christ. We go according to what the Bible says. Jesus, the Savior, said, all power has been given unto me 
in heaven and on earth in Matthew's gospel, chapter number 28. Amen. What does this mean? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. It means that he has all the authority, all the authority, all the authority on this earth and in heaven, in the whole universe. Amen. Under the earth, everywhere belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. That means if anybody or any government passes a law that goes contrary to the word of God, it is of no force or effect. Are you hearing when I preach it? It is of no force or effect. That means if your mother or your father says don't preach the gospel, amen, you can't listen to that. That means, amen, if they say don't go to church, don't read your Bible, don't pray, you can't not obey that. Even though the Bible says honor thy mother and thy father, yes, we do that. So long as they abide by the word of God when they don't, we do not listen to their teaching or to their instruction because their teaching and instruction goes against the highest authority. And that is the authority of the word of almighty God. And it goes the same, amen, with the school board. It goes the same with the government. It goes the same with the Supreme Courts of any nation, amen. If they teach anything that goes contrary to the doctrine of Christ, we do not listen to what they have to say. Yes, we obey the law so long as the law obeys the word of God but when the law goes contrary to the word of God we rebel against it with every fiber of our being and preach this gospel of truth this is what happened in the book of Acts hallelujah and all throughout scripture when they told them not to preach this gospel amen hallelujah the, the, the religious leaders at the time told, amen, the apostles not to preach this gospel, amen. And what did the apostles said, say? They said, we cannot but speak the things which we've heard and seen. They also said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And when they threw them in, threw them in prison, amen. Hallelujah, the angel comes out and says, preach all the words of this life, amen. Hallelujah, God Almighty rebelled against the, the commandment of the authorities because they went against his authority, amen. And opened the prison doors and commanded and the, the apostles to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, even if they were incarcerated. This is what the Bible tells us to do. This is the command of Christ. This is what the Lord says. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't say, oh, go preach the gospel. Only if people will accept you. Only if people like you. Only if they want to hear. Only, 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 only. Nothing like that. Amen. It is, it is the Christian's responsibility to preach the word. And the reason for this, the reason for this, amen, is simple. It is very simple. It is about their eternal destiny. It is about the eternal state of mankind, heaven or hell. That's what it's about, heaven or hell. Jesus says in Matthew's gospel, chapter number seven, Matthew's gospel, chapter number seven, amen, talking about the wide gate and the narrow gate. Amen. The Lord himself says this. Jesus says, enter ye, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to life, rather that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. The Bible says that we are to enter ye in at the straight gate. Why? Jesus is giving us the right instruction. Where is, where is the way to heaven? He says, go in that way. Go in the way that leads to life. Not in the way that leads into damnation. That's the wide gate. But how many people are going on that wide gate? He says, multitudes, multitudes, many there be which go in there at. What about the narrow gate, the straight gate and the narrow way? He says, few there be that find a few there be that find the way of salvation, the way of righteousness. Few there be that find amen or that receive the gospel of the
the Lord Jesus Christ. But this is what it's about. It's about heaven. It's about hell. People are going to hell. The majority of people are going to hell and they don't know because they don't know Christ. They're not saved. And they need to hear this life-saving gospel in order to rescue them from the wrath that is to come. If they do not hear it, they will be lost in a place the Bible calls hell for all eternity. It's not only for a billion years. It's not only for, you know, a, a zillion years. It's for all eternity, forever. Who can concept the idea of forever? And this is why some people do away with the, uh, understanding the biblical teaching of hell because they can't understand, they can't fathom it. They say, how can a loving God make a hell? Listen, God, did, God Almighty made the way of salvation for people to be saved. Amen? God is not willing that any should perish but all come to repentance. The one that sends himself to hell is the individual that rejects the gospel. Hallelujah. And God Almighty, as a result of that, gives them the their demand gives them their wish and sends them to eternal damnation because they desire to live in their sin he made the way of salvation hallelujah that's the love of god that's why he died and on the cross for our sins the lord jesus christ that we can be saved from hell and be given everlasting life but if we do not receive this gospel the bible says there's only one outcome damnation damnation and so that's why the Bible says that we have to preach it. We have to proclaim it. Now, the Bible says in the book of Ezekiel, amen, Ezekiel chapter number three, amen, the Bible says it very clearly. It says that if, that, that as a, a preacher, as a Christian, what we, do, what, what is our responsibility? Will we be, will we be responsible for not telling individuals about their sin and about salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ? The answer is yes. We will be responsible for their lies. Their blood will be upon our hands. We will be guilty, amen, of not proclaiming the truth to our family, to our friends, to our co-workers. Yes, co-workers. Oh, preacher, are you telling us that we have to preach even at the workplace? Absolutely. Proclaim it to the, your friends, your family at the workplace, to, to whoever is there at the workplace. Now, we can't force people if they don't want to hear. They say, well, I don't want to hear. We respectfully say, if, okay, we'll be praying for you or whatever. Change the subject. Amen. We don't harass anybody. But we are, to, we are to look for opportunities to witness to them and bring the gospel to them at work, at school, at home, on the street, at the grocery store, at the bank. It doesn't matter where you are. Preach the gospel. Hard go into all the world and preach it. Hallelujah. To the black man, to the white man, to the Asian, to whoever it may be. Preach this gospel. Everybody got to hear it. Souls need to be saved. Hell is real. And they need redemption. They need to have the sins forgiven before the day of judgment before they die for it is appointed unto men once to die and the bible says and after this the judgment after they die it's too late they have to hear it now there's an urgency and so the bible teaches us in ezekiel chapter 3 the bible says in verse 18 when i say unto the wicked thou shalt surely die and thou givest him not warning nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity but his blood will i require at thine, at thine hand hear that his blood will I require at that hand. Notice what God says here. Why, why do you warn the wicked? To make him feel bad? No. It says here, to save his life. The whole point of it is not to show that you're better than the other, than the other individual. No, sir. It's to show them the way of salvation. It's to save their life so that they don't end up in the regions of the damned. That's the whole point and purpose. Hallelujah. And as a result, Satan will go 
do whatever he can to try to hinder the gospel. Amen. To try to make that individual rejected. To try to make you look foolish. To try to make you discouraged from proclaiming. He'll use friends or use family. Even people who claim to be Christians to try to discourage you from preaching the gospel. But don't be discouraged. Set your feet down. Be steadfast. Unmovable in the faith. And preach what the Bible says. Be obedient to Christ. And continue to pass out those gospel tracts. Yes. Pass out those gospel tracts. Amen. Street preach on the street. Hallelujah. Do what you got to do and warn people to flee from the wrath that is to come because souls need to be saved. And because if we do not do so, the Bible says their blood will, will he require who? God at our hand. We'll be guilty of the blood. We'll be guilty of their, their lives. Amen. Verse 19 says, Yet if thou warn the wicked and turn, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Praise God. Amen. So we warn the wicked. We preach the gospel to them. The Bible says we are not guilty of their blood. We are not responsible at that point. Once we give that individual the gospel of Christ. Now, what is the gospel? The gospel is this. It's good news, right? That's what the gospel means. Good news. Amen. And the good news is this. Before you have good news, there needs to be bad news. Amen. Hallelujah. The bad news is this, that we're sinners. We've broken God's laws. We deserve his justice, which is not heaven but hell, as a result of breaking the law of God. The good news is that Christ came, and he, he is God in flesh, died on the cross for our sin, rose again from the dead, went to heaven, took our judgment upon ourselves, became our substitute, that we would not have to die, but he died in our place. He took God's wrath for us, that his righteousness may come into our account, that we may be made righteous through his shed blood. Hallelujah. I praise God, and that the charges of our sin may be dropped against us. So the good news is this, that Christ came to die for our sins, and that we could be saved from hell through faith alone in him, by repentance and faith alone in him. And if that is the gospel. So if we are not preaching that, if we don't proclaim that, that we don't proclaim that we're sinners, that we deserve hell, and that Christ died to save us from our sin, and that he loved us, that he died for our sins, that we could be saved from hell and be given everlasting life. If we don't preach that good news, we're not preaching the gospel. In other words, if we preach that, if we just preach amen, that people are going to hell, and we don't give salvation that, that we can be saved, but we can, we can be redeemed, we can be born again, we can be saved from hell. We're not preaching the gospel. It's a false gospel. If we preach, amen, that, that oh, God loves you, God cares about you, oh, he's head over heels over you, and we never preach against sin, never tell the homosexual that homosexuality is an abomination, never tell the transgender the transgenderism will send you to hell, never tell the fornicator that fornication is sin against God according to his word, not according to me or anybody else, but according to the Bible, the fornicators, adulterers, homosexuals, transgender liars, thieves, amen, drunkards, and so forth, shall, and witches, and so forth, shall not inherit the kingdom of God according to the word of God. If we don't preach that we don't preach the truth of, of god's word preaching against sin and telling people to flee from the wrath that is to come hallelujah and then give them the gospel if we don't do that we're preaching a false gospel both of it must be preached it must be preached amen we must preach against sin we must preach salvation the good news of salvation hallelujah jesus said to preach repentance and the remission of sins in his name in luke's gospel chapter 24 you if you if you he tells us to preach repentance what is the purpose of that the purpose of it is to tell people that they need to turn from sin. Repent of what? Repent of what? Change of mind concerning what? That's what repentance means. A change of mind that results in a change of action. And so turn from your sin. 
repent and believe the gospel. Jesus says, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. In Luke's gospel, chapter 13, verse 3. We are to turn from sin. And then he says to also preach the remission of sins. That our sins can be forgiven. Hallelujah. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. When we repent of our sin and trust him by faith to be our Savior and Lord. That's the good news. Amen of the gospel. Now, the Bible says in Ezekiel, as we just read, amen, a few moments ago, that if the wicked, when they hear, amen, the message to turn from their sin and they don't do it, the Bible says their iniquity, they shall die in their iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. This goes with the second part of Mark's gospel, chapter 16, amen, and verse number 16, the Bible says this very clearly as we, as we just read from the beginning, amen, hallelujah, and that is he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Listen to this now. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. What does this mean? It means if somebody receives the gospel, repents of their sin, trusts Christ by faith, they shall be saved. Now, the word there is he that believeth and is baptized. Some people erroneously believe that, that they have to be baptized in order to be saved. That's false. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. That we are justified by faith alone in the finished work of Christ. That means when we repent and trust him by faith, we are saved. Baptism is something that needs to be done. It's an act of obedience that needs to be done once we're saved. This is why, amen, hallelujah, the evangelist Philip in Acts chapter 8 when preaching to the Ethiopian eunuch said, amen, when the eunuch said, see here is water, what doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all that heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then and you, I will do so. He says, I, he, he, then he says he believes that he's the Son of God. Then, of course, Philip baptized him at that point. Baptism is, some, is for those who've already been saved. Hallelujah. It, is, it, in, an, it, in, uh, it in, in of itself does not save us. It does not put away the filth of the flesh. Amen. The Bible makes that clear. Praise God. It does not put away the filth of the flesh as according to 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. Amen. Hallelujah. It means it can't take away your sin, but it's an act of a good conscience toward God to show everybody that you trusted Christ. But here's the thing. The Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. Those who trust Christ, repent of sin, will be saved. Praise God. The prostitute who lived a life of sin, praise God, and she comes to the foot of the cross. Hallelujah. She will be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The child as heinous and abhorrent and as wicked and ungodly and perverse as that is Christ will save the child molester if he truly repents of his sin truly turns from that in perverse iniquity and in his those ungodly lusts and desires and comes to Christ Christ will forgive him and set him free the homosexual he will set him free from his homosexual no you're not born that way don't believe the lie by the devil if you're a man you were born your body by nature shows that you were made to be with a woman that is by nature. That's the natural use of the, of the body. If you're a female, amen, your body was made to be with a male in the confines of holy matrimony. That means if, a man, if you're a man, your body was made to be with a woman in the confines of holy matrimony. If you're a woman, your body was made to be with a, a man in the confines of holy matrimony. You're never born a homosexual. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And the Bible says you can be saved. And, if, and there's so many that have come to Christ. And so therefore, if you come to Christ, the Lord forgive me. God will forgive you. He will save you. He will set you free through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're transgender, God will save you and deliver you and set you free as he's done for so many. Hallelujah. Smoker, drinker, whatever it may be. 
Witchcraft, it don't matter what it is. False religions, if you're Islam or Jehovah's Witness or Mormonism or Hinduism or Buddhism, it doesn't matter. The Lord will save you. You believe the gospel. Turn from your idols. Turn from your sin. Turn from your false religion. Turn from your, your deceptiveness and your lies and your sin. He will forgive you and set you free. He that believeth and, hallelujah, is baptized. Glory. Shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. That's the thing at the end of it now. He that believeth not, the Bible says, shall be damned. The responsibility, Nate, once you preach the God, once the Christian preaches the gospel to the unsaved, to the sinner, to the unbeliever, the family, friend, or whoever it may be, once it's done, once it's proclaimed, once it's given, hallelujah, their hands are clean. Paul says, I'm pure from the blood of all men in Acts chapter 20. He says, because I've not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. When we have proclaimed the truth of the gospel to the lost, our hands are clean. And now it's their responsibility. It's the responsibility of the sinner to accept or reject. Amen. When you give a gospel tract to somebody and they say no, your hands are clean. You, gave, you offered to give them the gospel. You offered to give them the truth and they rejected it. When you, when you witness to somebody and they say, I don't want to hear anymore, even though you may have only got out two words, your hands are clean. You had every intention to give them the life-saving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that, they, so that that individual could be saved from hell and the lake of fire and they could get right with God, but they rejected. They rejected. They turned from it. They didn't want to hear it no more. And if even when you proclaim the word and they hear the whole message of the gospel and they don't want to be saved, the Bible says they will be damned. Damned where? Damned to an eternity in hell forever where the rich man is. According to Luke's gospel, chapter 16. Bible says he lifted up his eyes, died, lifted up his eyes in hell, being in torments. Hell is a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the worm will never die. The fire will never be quenched. It's so serious, more serious than I understand that any preacher on this earth, on this, more serious than we can even comprehend the, the reality of hell, the reality of an eternal fire of hell forever. Where we today think it doesn't exist, think it's fairy tales, think it's myths, think it's uh, a preacher's misunderstanding or misguidance uh, in, in relation to uh, uh, understanding the Holy Scriptures. No, sir. It's no misguidance. The Bible is very clear that the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and forever. And they had no rest day nor night according to Revelation chapter number 14. Amen. Verses 9 through 11. Listen, the Bible tells us that hell is forever. And that's why we have to go and preach the gospel. Once we have delivered the gospel to them, our hands are clean. And that's why so many churches are preaching a false gospel, trying to make people, amen, become Christians. Amen. They try to reinvent it so they can get more members in their church. Try to get more people, amen, accepting, accepting Christianity when in fact they're not accepting anything. They're not getting saved. They're remaining in their sin. Amen. They just put a name on their, on their life claiming to be Christian when really they're still workers of iniquity on the way to eternal damnation. They've never repented of sin. They never truly trusted the Christ as their Savior. They've never received the gospel. What they did to receive a man-made, amen, reinvented false gospel, a false Christ, a false spirit, amen, a false 
gospel that tells them they can still be homosexual, they can still be transgender, they can still go ahead and listen to all, all kinds of ACDC and Jay-Z and Kenny Rogers and love the world and go to the movies and, and smoke, drink and do whatever and, and, and be a worker of iniquity, amen, and worker of unrighteousness and live in sin and still pass through the pearly gates, believe that they can go ahead and sleep with a girlfriend and boyfriend, commit fornication and lick a porn and still believe that they're saved, but they're just going through a hard time, they're deceived, you must be born again, the Bible says, let it not be named once among you, it's become a saint what does that mean, what, it, what no, once among you, sin, turn from it you can live right by the power of the Holy Ghost, we can live the Christian life not by our own strength, but only when we surrender to Christ and allow the power of the Holy Ghost to take control of our life, if ye, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, hallelujah verse 13, if ye through the spirit, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah do mortify the deeds of the flesh ye shall live that means if we kill the deeds of the flesh through the power of the holy ghost by walking in the spirit now after the flesh the bible says ye shall live ye shall live before god listen my friend the gospel is so important go into all the world and preach the gospel don't let anybody tell you that you have to amen somehow earn the right blasphemy earn the right to tell somebody about christ what garbage or that we should change it to make it sound more palatable because people are not going to listen to you. Garbage. How many people are going to listen to the two witnesses when they come? Amen? During the tribulation period. Huh? Most people are going to want them to die. Listen, it has nothing to do with how successful you become in ministry. How many people come to your church? How many people you get? How many people get saved under your testimony? It's about telling the people the truth and about giving them the proper information that they would have knowledge in order to repent of their sin and be saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. That they can find their way home. That's what God wants us to do. Be faithful. Suppose you don't save anybody in your lifetime, but you be faithful to God and preach the truth of the gospel. But I believe that souls will be saved as a result. But if they don't, you be faithful to God. Nor preach a preacher of righteousness. How many did he see saved? Just him, his wife, his three sons, and their three wives. And that was it. And the animals. Listen to me. The Bible says uh, the responsibility of the Christian is to preach the gospel. Preach about hell, fire, and damnation. Preach that we're sinners. Preach that they praise God that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Only salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not through a church, not through a denomination, not through a preacher, not through Mary, not through the saints, but only through the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Praise his name. Hallelujah. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and be saved, you can know the Lord. You can be saved right now and hear the true gospel and receive it today and be born again that you will not be damned and go to hell for all eternity, but you can be saved. Praise God. And be born again and truly know the risen Savior, amen, as your Savior and Lord. Not a false Christianity that justifies sin, that promotes the world, that promotes ungodliness, whereby most people who believe in all that, not most, all those who believe in that false gospel are going to go to hell because they're not saved. They're not repentant of sin, but you can believe the true gospel. Amen. Repent of your sin. Trust the Lord as your Savior and walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Separate from the world and serving the Lord and being a witness for him in your life and in your verbal witness. That's the final thing I want to say, is that the verbal witness is, imp is important. People say, oh, well, just live, just live your life and just show people by your life. Listen, listen, 
Your life is important to be a witness. But that, that teaching is right from the pit of hell. And here's why. Because there are many good Muslims, many good Buddhists, many good Hindus, many good atheists that just walk around doing good things for people. Listen, it's more than just doing good things. You have to verbally speak it out. People need to hear the gospel. How will they hear without a preacher? Amen. And if this gospel be hid, it is only hid to one group of people, to them that are lost. You got to open up your mouth and proclaim it and let them understand that they need to repent and believe the gospel before it is too late. It's disobedient not to open your mouth. Oh, well, I just live the life and let them come and, tell and let them uh, ask me questions. That's rubbish. You need to speak it out so they can hear the truth and be saved. How do people say that? A lot of people say it because they don't want to, amen, uh, be ostracized and the reputation uh, ruined or whatever they want to do. Listen to me. Listen to what the Bible says. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. If you want to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and to be born again today, you can be. You can be saved. You don't have to be damned, but you can be saved, praise God, from hell and be given everlasting life in heaven through the Lord Jesus Christ. But you have to sincerely repent of your sin and accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart to be your saving Lord. Amen. Just pray this prayer with me if you want to be saved. Amen. And if you want to be born again, a prayer alone can't save you. Only if you sincerely mean it unto God and genuine repentance and faith, he will save you. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you shed your blood on the cross for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I turn away from my sin and I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead, according to the Holy Scriptures. And I want you to be my Savior, my Lord, both now and forever. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I will live my life forever for you. In your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, amen. Hallelujah. And you sincerely meant it. You just became a new born again Christian, amen. Hallelujah. And your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Praise God. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God shall be saved. Amen. We want to send you our free booklet, what it means to be born again. Absolutely free. You can just write to us on our website, internationaldeliveranceministries.org, and we'll send that to you absolutely free. We're also working on an online edition of that that people could just amen read that online and download it amen to the convenience but we thank god for what he's done and we give him all the praise and the glory we love you we're praying for you amen continue to listen to us at international voice of deliverance radio and if you want to support this ministry we would we would gladly receive any support that you can give no gift is too small no gift is too large for god's work and to uplift the name of the lord jesus christ and to preach the gospel amen in all of this world we give god thanks and praise in Jesus' name, praise the Lord. God bless you. We love you. God bless.